We acknowledge the traditional owners of the land on which this podcast is recorded and pay our respects to Elders past, present and Aboriginal Elders emerging. Welcome to the Vale Podcast, led all the way by Robin Vale Leading Appliances. It's been four and a half years since the crash that broke his back and, for all intents and purposes, ended his drag racing career. But four and a half years is a long time and the accelerator foot has become too itchy that it simply must be scratched. This weekend, Phil Lamartina, or the Carrot King as it says on the car, makes his comeback in the first round of the 400 Thunder Australian Professional Drag Racing Series. Because we always like to get both sides of the story, we also invited his lovely wife, Sarah, in for her perspective. And just because she's a really cool chick. So here are Sarah and Phil Lamartina for a special comeback edition of the Vale podcast before his first race. Well, this has been a long time coming. Phil Lamartina and his lovely better half, I will say, Sarah, are here. Pre-race, mate, how are you both? Good, thanks, Jade. Yeah, wow. Right. You got in first. I did. I'm impressed. First, Phil, how are you feeling after the weekend? Oh, absolutely fantastic. Um, yeah, there's not much to say really. Uh, I was obviously fairly nervous before. Not mm. so much, oh, just a, a mixture of feelings. Mm. Um, but um, leading up, I didn't have a, probably the greatest preparation, especially when um, we were meant to go up and two weeks before and it rained and sort of hyped it up. And, yeah, I wasn't really good mentally. Um, leading up to this weekend, but with the right support, meaning the person next to me, um, <laughs> giving me a little bit of encouragement in the right areas and, um, nah, just felt like at home in the car. It was just great. Four and a half, nearly four and a half years out of the car and not that out of the car four and a half years, but been around it for, you know, for or at the moment a fair bit. But, um, yeah, a few comments, which is good, uh, people around, like, you know, um, in the team, saying that I'm probably driving, even though it was only my first time, probably driving best I've ever driven. Mm. Yeah, so. Is that scary, isn't it? It is because, mm. but I think the, the time out has been good yeah. because uh, just being able to get a bit of an idea of what is expected of a driver because I was, I'm team owner and driver. Mm. So basically it was like, I you don't like the way I drive. Well, that's bad luck. I own the team. I can do what I want. Um, it was good to be in a situation where I'm there for the team now and um, I have to um, do my part mm. regardless if I'm the team owner or not. I'm the driver. Mm. And if I don't drive well, I need to be told. So, no, it's been good. So you feel like you're a bit more accountable for every aspect now? Of my driving, yes. Yep. But And it seems like because I've taken that responsibility, it seems like I'm doing it easier though, mm. which I'm not adding that pressure on. And we've said it a million times that we're, we're meant to be having fun here and that's what it's about mm. and it's a massive release for us or, and for me with work and everything else that goes on and um, that's what it needs to be, enjoyable. Doesn't everything need to be enjoyable? I figure if you're not enjoying something, don't do it. Don't do don't, it. Don't you reckon, Sarah? Yeah, pretty much. You enjoy your time fun. in the pit? Yeah, I do. You look like you do. <laughs> <laughs> I was watching some videos the other day yeah. from the weekend and I went, there, Sarah, yeah, she doesn't look like she's not having fun. No, nah, no, I enjoy it. I've got to say, it's a different environment to anything else, like other sports that we do. So, 
Yeah, no, I, I like getting. I don't get my hands dirty. Don't <laughs> think. <laughs> <laughs> don't be under any misconceptions no, 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 that you're changing no, or any, washing any, parts or anything. Any dirty work, I just stand back and look, yeah. and then yeah. Do my job out on the Why would you get your hands dirty with those beautiful nails? I know, that's what I mean. No one understands that, Jay. No, I understand that completely. We're here for everybody, every part of the team. It's the packing of the shoots that make the inside of your hands dirty. I think that's bad enough, but he doesn't understand that. Tisk, tisk, tisk. So what's changed in the car? Are you feeling safe? Are you has the chassis changed? What's going on there? As, what, what, as far as R and D and stuff goes over the last four oh, years, look, we since then, like I said, mm. I think in previous podcasts, you know, over you know when I had the accident, things have changed a fair bit in the chassis. But more important, I don't know. It's just um, you know, there's there hasn't really been any accidents in the last you know four, basically four years of that nature mm. where the, the chassis failed in you know in that manner, but. Um, no, we're still we're we're comfortable um, with what has happened over the years, and regardless if I was in the car or anybody else, we still need to be safe. Mm. So um, now that that aspect, all right. Um, my brother Andrew's come up with a couple of ideas at the moment, or one of them that we're trialling. Um, I, I think if it comes off and we fine tune it and perfect it a little bit, um, maybe something that they might even do in the US, which is pretty cool because That's cool. we've got a very good, real good relationship with. Um, Bike by the name of Richie Crampton, which is um, an ex-Aussie but lives in the US that builds the chassis. Yep. Like for and works for um, MLR, which is Morgan Lucas Racing. So okay. they build the chassis. So spoken to him a little bit about it and um, it seems like it's a it's a good deal. So um, we'll just see how that goes. Um, yeah, I don't want to say too much. Not I don't want it's not a secret or anything. Mm. We just want to we just want to perfect yeah. uh, fine tune it a bit. Yeah. Well, we'll ask you how many races? This season. There's six rounds to yep. the championship mm-hmm. and um, starts obviously this weekend and goes through to June. Yep. And then um, in between that, we're going to do a quick trip over to Perth um, in late February, early March to do a match race, which means basically just go over there uh, with another guy, another competitor from Sydney and a um, couple of cars that are over there and we're just going to um, do a, just like an East, East Coast, West Coast type um, challenge. Nice. Yeah. So just That's mainly- cool. Yeah, that's that part there. I love doing them things because yeah. there's no pressure yeah. of racing whatsoever. It's just there to have fun. Yeah, and and you and in the in the in between you're racing the car, so that's pretty cool. Mm. And you take the truck drive. You obviously have to drive the truck over there. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Not a bad trip in that truck. It's come up not come up well, hasn't it? Yeah, no, nah, that's the the <laughs> Drew from uh, YBI Creative. Um, he's been doing our work for forever, and um, he's really really good at what he does. Race Tell car. us about the inside though. Like it looks not, it looks pretty on the outside. Tell us what's on the inside. Oh, that lead trailer is um, got toilet, shower, um, workbenches, like to um, service the, the uh, clutch, like clutch, and also to service the supercharger and cylinder heads. Um, and up upstairs is a storage area for um, fuel, oil, leads, lights, um, um, air hoses, just all that sort of oil. Yep. yep. Um, and then and then the back trailer. Carries the car upstairs yep. and all oh, toolboxes and um, the awning, tyres. Um, it's when it's loaded, it's packed to mm. the, the rafters because you need to carry so many parts with yep. the fuel car. Mm-hmm. So basically there's enough, there's two or three of everything to replace on the car, like three times. So you need a B-double truck. Yep. Really, don't you? Mm. Mm. Just, you know, we've got, we go away racing with, 
like six pairs of cylinder heads, so twelve like twelve heads. Yep. Um, four short motors, like so four engines. Mm-hmm. Um, clutch plate, like clutch discs to do you know six seven runs. You know, spare supercharger, spare injector hat, um, yeah, fuel lines, all that, like three, four times over. Electricals, all the wiring, spare tyres, like five sets of tyres. Gosh, to a consume, lot. Yeah, pistons, rods. Um, yeah, yeah, right. And do you drive the truck over there yourself or do you get somebody else to no, drive no, it? No, um, at the moment, or not at the moment, we've got Baldy, yep. uh, Mark, he... Um, he takes our hospitality trailer over as well and then because the car lives in Sydney and then goes there to the track, picks up the tr- the race trailer and, and comes out. So it's a pretty big deal when it's set up. Mm. It's two, like the hospitality trailer's um, a semi-trailer as well. So you've got a B-double with an awning. Yep. And then, a, and then a hospitality trailer with an awning. So it takes up like, you know, 15 metres wide by 30 metres long. Takes up a lot of space. Mm. Mm. But this weekend we'll have... Like crew mm. up to about, you know, 12 crew and then family up to about, you know, like tipping 25. I was going to say, they'd be all going over, all going up to Sydney, surely. Yeah, and family and friends. There'll be 30 of us in the pit area sort of thing with the hospitality trailer. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. That's great. You must great. be so looking forward to it. Oh, Chomping at the bit. He's like a little kid, isn't he? <laughs> He's like a little kid. Sarah, he talks about how comfortable he is. Yep. After two crashes, how comfortable are you? Um, surprisingly, very comfortable. It didn't look no. The first the first pass was a little bit daunting. Like mm-hmm. you know, the nerves set it in, and you know, I thought, oh crap, what are we going to do here? Like, and I didn't want to show him how nervous I was, so just sort of kept the glasses on, and I was sort of suiting him up, and thought, oh, and I thought, no, nah, he'll be fine, he'll be fine. I don't like to think of the ne- negative part of it, always got to think of positives. and It's that whole wife being the strong yeah. rock, I won't show you that yes. I'm scared for you. Pretty much. Yeah. And then it was good because it wasn't only me that felt like that. There was other crew members as well. So I felt not like I was singled out, like it was only me being silly that I was so nervous. But he just looked so comfortable and I thought, well, you know what? He's comfortable enough. He'd tell us if he wasn't. So I sort of – not put not to put pressure on him, but sort of thought, well, he looks good. I'm going to leave it at that. Whatever happens now, happens. Mm. Like it's there's nothing I can do about it. Mm. Anyway, so sort of strapped him in and took off and getting ready to do my job. And I think after once the car started up, that's it. I know I had a job to do and I can't muck that up because if I muck that up, that's the start of him making mistakes. So I thought I just got to do my job and he'll do the rest. So, so what is your job? Um, yeah, we know you don't get your hands dirty. No, I don't get my hands but dirty. Tell um, us what you do. So after Phil does his burnout, I've actually got to stand in the front of the car and actually guide him back. So I'm following instructions by a crew member, putting him back into his um, burnout track mm. pretty much because that's where they're laying the rubber and want to sort of get back into there and making sure he's in the centre and the right part of the track. So I've got to guide him back. Um, as to what the way I'm told, and then bring him into stage. So because he, he can't, he can only see so much in front of him. Mm. So bring him into stage, and then give him the thumbs up, and wish for the best, and get out Hope of the way, the and yeah, and run as fingers. fast as you can. <laughs> wow. So yeah, no, but it was it was I th- I thought I'd be a lot worse. That's I did too, to be honest. Yeah. As a, a wife and a mother, mm. and you've put R- Rocky's got his what license? He's been licensed too now, hasn't he? No, that was Ross. Oh, Ross. Sorry. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Okay. Yeah, what so license has he got? A junior dragster. So just a mini version of Phil's car. But he ran um, 
to get his license, he was he's old enough at thirteen to get his. They got um, A, B, and C, right? Mm. So um, A, you can go faster. B, you go a little bit slower, and C, you go a lot slower. Mm. Um, so he had to license as a B, but he's allowed to go in an A class. And um, so he was getting his license. He got his B license. Mm. Done the progressively done his his passes, and then he done a couple of passes in to get his A license. So he was doing an eight in the two hundred meters. So only they'd go eighth mile. Mm-hmm. Uh, he done an eight point one zero seconds at eighty. Uh. I didn't see that one, but eighty odd mile an hour. So he's how old is Ross? Thirteen. Going to be fourteen. Going to be fourteen. That's so cool. Mm. Is he like the coolest kid in his class? <laughs> well, it was funny because <laughs> he'd have to be, wouldn't he? It's a little like the kids don't know, or his mates don't know what's going on. So they they knew he was getting his license, yeah. And then they seen the picture of the fuel car, yeah. And they thought he was driving that. Oh my gosh! And then the the other funny there was a couple of funny stories over the weekend because nobody knew like a lot of people don't know he's my son and he mm. was in another bloke's car with a different person's name on it, getting his licence, he was all – he had his race suit on and he's standing next to the fuel car like, you know, because he, he knows the fuel Yeah, yeah. And a couple of people walked past and looked at him and, like, looked him up and down, like, thinking, oh, my God, have a look at that. That's only a kid and he's driving that fuel car. Yeah. You know what I mean? And yeah, he's yeah. Like, you know, his chest puffs out. <laughs> and he's like, okay, I'll just go back to my other little yeah. car over there. Now. So he goes back over there and they talk about the um, – I'm fairly naive when it comes to a lot of things that are sort of happening around me that I'm not really focused on. Mm. But talk about the nerves. I didn't see that um, Sarah was nervous because she hides it – not hides it, but – Conceals it. She well. hi- she's your wife. Yeah. She hides it for mm. your benefit. Yeah. Believe me. And that's yeah. right. So, but there was one one of our crew members been a long time with us. Anyway, he's there and he's he's not looking good. I said, "Shit, Gav, you're not looking real good." He goes, "Yeah, no, I've got a really crook guts." I said, "Oh shit, what did you eat? You know, I'm <laughs> stupid me. You know, <laughs> oh, what did you eat? You, you know, you're right. What did you have? What, what did you have? You know, what's the story?" And I looked at him, and I said, "Oh, hang on a second. You're not, you're nervous, aren't you? He goes, yeah, man, I can't. I said, dude, don't panic, it's all right. And we had a bit of a moment there in the trailer, so it was pretty good. And um, but yeah, he like, there's guys that you know, virtually want to spew up on the start line. I can imagine. Yeah, I, it's a big deal. Yeah, it's hard for me to understand that though because yeah, I just don't, I don't, get, I don't know. Not, I don't get it. I don't feel like I don't feel like I understand. Or no, I appreciate. Do, do you think it could be that they care? Well, yes, first yeah. and foremost. But also, when you crashed, they saw that mm. in the third person. Sarah, you saw that yeah. from the sidelines. Yeah. You were in the car, so you didn't see it until the video later down the track. But for everyone sitting on the sideline, you know, there'd be a little bit of I don't ever want to see that again, and that feeling that must have filled you, Sarah, when that car took off. Oh, yeah. And absolutely just make you want to throw up. Yeah. Like, is it, that's that's the last thing you picture. Mm. Like, it's that. Mm. When he was in. But it wasn't even, even when we had other drivers in the car, it was still the same thing. As soon as the car got to that point, you just think, oh, crap, is it going to, is it going to, like, is it going to happen again? And you shouldn't think like that, but it's just, that's, what's planted in your mind and mm. that's what's there all the time. Mm. So that's the first thing that you think of. And then once it's gone past that point, you think, oh, great, it's gone, oh, oh that's good, that's yeah. good. Yeah. But he doesn't, like Phil doesn't understand that because 
he didn't witness it at the time. You can watch videos over and yep. over and over again. Like it was easier to watch the first crash because we didn't see it mm. because it was further down the track So and it was dark. So that one was easy. The second one was harder to take because it was right there right in front there. of us all. Mm. Like that was the worst part. And then the worst part was knowing when we got there, he didn't get out of the car where the first time he knew he could. So then that was all that. So he doesn't get all that side of things. So the emotion from the team, to like especially Gavin, because he was there and he's been, you know, he's a good family friend as well. So for him to emotionally be like that is quite normal. But Phil doesn't, not that he doesn't get it, but he can't understand why. Yep. So, and then these guys wanted Phil back as well so much. Like Gavin wanted Phil to drive again, but emotionally it's still, it's still hard, but... Yeah. It would be, but that would be why Phil doesn't get it because no. he didn't – He No. It's almost like he wasn't there. No, He exactly. was in the car, but yeah. he wasn't there to and witness And because he it. was knocked out as well. So because he was um, – oh, we don't know how long he was unconscious for, but that half of that was all wiped out for him anyway. So he wouldn't even remember most of the time before the pass. Like, see, for me, I remember every single bit. Mm. Like, I can't remember yesterday, but <laughs> I'll remember from the conversations we had to every little – Step before that mm. run. Yeah. Yeah. So there you go, Phil. There's a bit of insight for you. Mm. Does that help you understand a little bit? Not that this is supposed to be a therapy session. We're here to celebrate. Like, this is a big deal. Mm. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I I suppose sometimes I maybe try and isolate that out so then I know I can just focus on, you know, the job mm. that I've got to do. But – um. Yeah, it's just oh, the overwhelm. What I've noticed or come to terms with is the the amount of people that actually care. You know what I mean? And not that I didn't think that they don't care, but the amount that they do care. That's that's the difference. Mm. And um, but I I just feel that now that um, you know I'm sort of driving the race car back again. It's like it's just a just a and no nothing against you know Kelly in the car before. But I just bring a little bit of a different element. Um, I've driven before, you know, I'm part of the team, like team owners and all that sort of thing. And, and now driving the car, I think it, it helps. Mm. It helps with the whole process. Mm. And it's, yeah, it's, it's just good to be around the, the boys and, mm. and all that sort of stuff. You know, it's good to be involved. Mm. It's a bit more at stake for you, though, being team owner as well, isn't it, when you're driving? Rather yeah. than when Kelly, I mean, you know, Kelly does a good job, but she's not the team owner. No, it's the same it, as when you're, you know, when you own yeah. a business. No, like there's, there is that pressure on there and I don't want to dismiss it to say that it's okay if I, you know, mess up, you know mm. what I mean? And I'm not going to dismiss that because, look, at the end of the day, yeah, we're going to have fun and everything like that, but the competitive nature still comes out, you know. Like I still done the runs the other day and it was my first time back and everything like that and I should have been rejoicing and I was like, what's the matter with you? Like the car, the track wasn't quite right, so the car didn't get down the racetrack. But, you know, it went consistently down the racetrack and I just had to – I have to continue to tell myself at the end of the day it's a successful weekend if the car goes back in the trailer Mm -hmm. in in one piece. Mm -hmm. And if we do that and no one gets hurt, that's a good weekend. Oh, it must be it must have been a fantastic weekend. Sarah's got a smile <laughs> like a Cheshire cat. You're like a kid in a lolly shop. Don't tell me it was a good weekend. <laughs> no, it was a it was, no, it was a great, great weekend. weekend. Yeah. He yeah. He I says just, he wasn't I happy. Just, he was happy. Yeah, yeah. I just yeah. can't believe how um, how comfortable I've I can f- I feel back in the car now. It's like it's ridiculous. Like on a bike. 
Yeah, but it's... But it was like he never got out. Yeah, it's just like I'm in my happy place, you know what I mean? Like it's it's hot and you're suited up and you're sweating and you and it's not real uh, comfortable, mm. right, in that aspect. But, man, like the... And I still haven't... I just noticed a couple, like a couple of things is I haven't... My brain, because I haven't done another enough laps yet, my brain actually hasn't caught up to the car yet. Mm. So I know where I am in the car when I'm doing it and then uh, during the run and then I pull the chutes and, and put the brakes and then I sort of analyse the run. So I sort of try and then analyse to say where I'm at. What I should be, once I start getting a few more laps under my belt, I'll actually, I'll be able to retrace the run practically as it's happening and then straight away as I cross the finish line, I would have known what's going on, processed the whole thing. Mm. So that's just going to come with a few more laps. But... Um, like I said, I'm feeling the car, tie shake, uh, spinning the tires, getting out of the. I just keep, yeah, just reaction times are pretty cool. So putting it in shallow, which means I'm staging the car well. Um, just a couple little things I've got to tidy up, but after other than that, I, I think I've got a competitive package, especially with the car itself and and Aaron, with the tuning abilities that he's got, and we still haven't uncorked the potential of the car yet. So mm. it's been good. We, mm. get a, we get a decent racetrack, we'll be right. Speaking of decent racetracks, what a nice segue. Uh, Jamboree's been – you want to buy a racetrack? Want to buy a dragway? Nope. No. <laughs> Sarah, don't be so quick to no. – <laughs> he might – he says he just he needs to do some more practicing and stuff. No, There's a dragway no. in Swan Hill that – that event for November's been <clears throat> cancelled, which is a shame. Mm, yeah, no, look, not it's, it's not good. It's, um, it's not good at all. I think um, at the end of the day – um, the the powers to be have to get together, mm. and um, actually, this needs to be some accountability with different aspects. Write them, write them down. Work out a, a an actual proper plan, not um, someone taking the responsibility and then it didn't work out. So, oh, okay, that's not more. Let's try something else. Uh, a collective plan to make that happen. Otherwise, and then, you know what? At the end of the day. I don't want to say this, but you know, if they don't want to, someone doesn't want to step up and get off their ass and actually do something about it. You're better off just uh, mm-hmm. you know, putting the, the the close sign on it and and getting out of there because you're wasting a lot of people's time and a lot of and people's a, money. A lot, a lot of money. Mm. And we, I'll put my council hat on here for fifteen seconds. When the decision was made to spend the money to grind the track this time. Um, all councillors, I think, do a hell of a lot of research before making such significant, expensive decisions, um, myself included. Um, I'd spoken to you in confidence. I'd spoken to a few other members of um, of the drag racing community and everyone was sort of confident that if we got this right, the event would happen and it would be big. So then a couple of weeks out to have it cancelled, it just makes you, as, as someone that is responsible for making a decision, it makes you want to throw up. You're like, wow, how could you get it so wrong? But, again, I look to people that have expertise in the area that I don't have and I don't pretend to have, but I go and search it out. And then it just makes you want to throw up. So, <sighs> it's, yeah, it's unfortunately it's not a – You could go and park the truck there. Just buy it. Go on. Just buy it. It would be a nice little <laughs> practice strip. You could t- The kids could practice on it anytime they wanted. Have the truck set up there all the time. The car could live here. Good PR. Yeah. Oh, Ross could get, finish getting his licence. There you go. See, Sarah's convinced now. I've nearly got her on the, over the line. 
I'll take you for dinner. We'll talk about it over dinner. <laughs> yeah. It's in the wrong yeah. yeah. It's in the wrong town. Yeah. Um, I'm just trying to think of how we could transport it to Robinvale. No. <laughs> <laughs> hey, um, so when do you head to Sydney? Thursday. Thursday. Tomorrow. Oh, tomorrow. Tomorrow. Yeah. Mm. Wow. All of you? The whole yep. family. So who's running the farm? Well, everyone's in Sydney. Oh, no. <laughs> Is your dad going? No. He's not? Not that he much, does much around the farm. <laughs> no, I know, but I'm just interested <laughs> um, to know because you said earlier that you were having a conversation about racing with Rocky earlier. Yeah, no, look, um, he'll, he'll probably get – he'll probably get – he's a – you don't want him around, like, at, a, at the racetrack. He's just an absolute nervous wreck. But – he hasn't been to the track since I drove. Jeez, yeah, for yeah, a long, long, nearly mm. over ten years. But um, probably stresses him out. No, we talk. Mm. You talk about um, you talk about the farm, and you know we've got we're you know we're fortunate enough or found that you know whatever or how it is. But you know we've got really good people that work for us. That's good and um, takes the pressure off, doesn't it? When you've got good staff, yeah, correct. Yeah. It makes and it they, easier to leave. And mm. it's it's um, you know what. We instill a little bit of responsibility into them that at the end of the day, uh, a very, very wise man is not with us anymore, but a wise man once said um, that I knew, said, you haven't got a business unless you can, until you can walk away from it. And I'm, mm. yeah, and that's not like walk away from it for 12 months and then come back yeah, and yeah, think yeah. It's gonna, everything's going to be right. But if you cannot walk, like leave your business for a weekend or for, you know, even up to a week or mm. two, um, you really haven't got a actual. You actually really haven't got a business because yeah. you're in a situation where if something actually happens to you, you, you know the business is gone. Yeah. So um, we've always been in a situation where we put good people, look after them the best way possible, and then you know we we have the flexibility to um, either help mm. in them in their role mm. um, or not be in the road in their role. Yeah. So. That's works, good. It works both Jeez, ways. That's, yeah, that's a good way to work. I like that. You haven't got a business if you can't walk away. I like that. There's a lot yeah. of people that could learn from that. Like I said, you can't walk away forever and all that. No, and no, no. That, and think the bit. Nor should you want to, No, really. that's right, yeah. because it is, yeah, ultimately mm. your mm. your responsibility as well. Mm. So, but, yeah, that's that's the way, that's what we've always, my, my dad always taught us that word responsibility. Yeah. In anything that you do. Yep. And, um regardless of who you are, what you do, or, you know, anything. He doesn't believe anybody's more important than anybody else. Um, you know, the person loading the truck or driving the forklift or sweeping the floor or selling the carrots or driving the truck, doesn't matter what you're doing, you're just as um, important as anybody else and you have the same responsibility. And that's why you've got good staff that dedicate themselves. Hey, Sarah, um, just quickly before we sign off, um, you still – you're playing basketball, aren't you? Yes, I am. It's an entertaining Phil, You should come and watch. <laughs> you really should. Or enter, watch when her and her sister are on duty. <laughs> <laughs> you know the Muppets. Very, enter- <laughs> very entertaining. It is really. And you know what? There's some games of basketball that I just go, I don't want to ref this because yeah. I know I'm going to cop it, which is awful because we've got very few refs now, but everyone's got an opinion and thinks they're experts. Yep. Um, you suffer from white line fever. No, I don't. Ooh, no. Yeah. But anyway, <laughs> we're not talking about me. Oh, okay. We're talking about Sarah and Cab. When they're sitting behind their little box scoring, it is like the Muppets, you know, in their yeah, little box. Yeah, but that's because we always got stuck scoring a men's game and they are so fast, like everything's happening all at once and you're like, oh. 
you try to push <laughs> buttons and it's just like we just don't know what and then we're arguing with each other and then yeah and then you're trying to the ref's trying to yeah. go that was a score or that was a three and, and you're like what number who was that was that a three was that two you need to I don't it's really we need to take a video next time yeah. it's really quite and it's bad because when I score I go by name mm. I don't go by number but use a numbers at us and I'm like <laughs> how many fingers is that like you're trying to oh, just tell me the name of the kid it's just easier but Anyway, but it's fun. But sometimes we don't know the names of the kids, so no, that's why we use numbers, Sarah. Because <laughs> you can communicate numbers <laughs> with your hands. Yeah, but I can't. And Paul has still sat me down and tried to work it out. I'm like, no, nah, it's it took too me, confusing. It's taken me three or four years to yeah. get the number, and I'm actually – the pennies dropped this yeah. year from round one, so that's that's positive. It so does no. come. But, you know, yeah, still and playing. About, and what about um, when they're playing? Like, yeah, the, well – Is that entertaining too? Yes. Particularly – I, I try – I'm shocking you know as a ref because I like to give them direction. I like to say when your yeah. D is good so that you know what you're doing wrong and what you're yeah. not. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, if you, you know, people will quite often, if I call a foul, they'll be like, how is that a – well, anyway. I like it being so explained. When I, because yeah, I, so I like yeah. to explain. So I, but then when I say to Gab, you stand in the centre because you're a bit taller and Sarah then gets – her mind goes completely off the game and onto me because I've told Gabrielle that she's slightly taller than and Sarah. Not. And she's actually not. But – She's got a long wing. wing. Anyway, whatever. It is very <laughs> I entertaining. Say, I say when I come to watch Sarah, like all the you know, Gabby mm. and the girls play, I say, you know what, Paula does a fantastic job to let mm. special needs people <laughs> actually play. It's bloody great. It's all abilities. It's yeah. all abilities, Look, social <laughs> basketball. Exactly. We're there for a bit of fun and we have lots of fun. <laughs> and we do. Hey, and you know they, what? That's what winning, you should uh, that's If winning was be fun, mate, they, they win every game. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> now, I've started... I don't argue with Gabriel anymore. Now I'm arguing with Rocky because he's our coach. And That's he right, he is too. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And when I I'm, feel sorry for him. When but I'm you. half dead, he won't sub me off and I'm yelling at him to get me off because I can't run anymore. And then when I try You and can't yell at the coach. You leave yeah, the decisions I, to the coach. No, I'm allowed. He's my No, son. no. Sorry, no. If you've put him in as coach, it's time for you. Remember how you were talking earlier about taking a step back sometimes and letting other people come in? Yeah, but I said to him, I'm only allowed... Not like, yeah, but, Sarah. Two minutes on, then... Ten minutes off. No, that's, no. That's how I play. No, I got all young girls playing. That's how that's I play. That's not how you play. <laughs> then you get you get six minutes or eight no, well, minutes. Well, not last game. Last week I shot two threes. Not one. Did you? Two. Good girl. Both flukes. I was going to say, how did that? No, I, don't I mean, know. I don't know. Do you get out and practice with the kids? No. Oh, <laughs> okay. They were both flukes. Oh, I'm sorry, I wasn't there. <laughs> yeah, it was good. Mm. And I didn't even know they were threes till everyone's like, "That was a three. I'm like. Can't shoot threes, can't shoot twos. Don't say can't. That's the third time you've said can't to me <laughs> since you've been in here. Enough of this. You can because you've done it twice. Yeah, that's true. Lamartinas, thank you very much for coming in. Best of luck this weekend. It's thank really you. exciting. Yes. Um, make sure you post videos. Or is it going to be live streamed? Is it being broadcast um, anywhere? You have to. It's on OVO Mobile. Oh yeah, like, yeah. You, you got to subscribe to you, it. Yeah, you got to pay. But can't um, you live stream it, Sarah? We'll we'll update our LTFR Facebook page. Yeah, cool. And um, with might have to get our media like guy that. Ross. Mm. Yeah. You might have to live stream. <laughs> yeah, that'd be great. No, we can get yeah we can get young Ross to maybe live stream off the LTFR Facebook yeah. page. So um, if which anyone... has been shared to the Vale Podcast Facebook page yeah, last right. week. Okay, because um, oh, the video and my, actually sorry one more question. Yep. Really quickly, my son who just about wet his pants when he saw that video <laughs> the other. He re- I've never seen him react like that to anything before. He was like, oh my. God, that was amazing. Well, 
oh, you have to bring him. It's even I can't more amazing. You talk watching about it. you talk about the power of um, social media, mm. right? We post up a lot. You know, we we try and keep it um, not a post a lot up. We just sort of keep it as as short as possible. Mm. If you know what I mean? And, mm. and in between our frequency. Yeah. If race meetings are, you know, we post up, mm. but that video of in the the pass in the car mm. um, at night. Mm. Ended up reaching sixty thousand people. That does not surprise me. Oh, we that blew my mind. Because does not surprise me. Three hundred and fifty people shared it, yep. and um, yes, it reached sixty thousand. Yep. That's that's a pretty big high for us. Mm. Yeah, oh, normally, well, obviously because we shared it on the veil, and we've got. Well, it must loads. be because yeah. we. Um, <laughs> no, it, it it must be something because um, at the end of the day, normally our our reach is around twenty thousand. Yep. Pretty consistent yep. when it comes to sort of news. Yep. But um, this reached sixty. Yep. That's ridiculous. Yeah, so that's no, insane. But he wanted to see. ask. He said because I said to him on the way into town today because he's he's not at preschool. He's homesick. Um, but he said, "Can you ask him?" I said to him, "You know the really fast race car we saw the other day, mate." I said, "Phil's coming in. He's the guy that drives it." Oh, can you ask him why the spoiler's so big? I went, "Well, you could come in and ask <laughs> oh. him yourself." He goes, "No." He didn't want. He's still very shy and stuff. Okay. But can you tell him why this? Because he likes to listen to Mum's podcast. Okay. If there's uh, nothing the- better on offer. <laughs> the, the rear wing is so big um, for the simple fact is to for downforce, and there's about a, over the finish line. There's about four ton pushing down on the car, keeping the back slicks hooked up. Wow, yeah, that's a pretty simple. And then answer. you see you see also two vapor trails mm. coming off it mm. at, at different conditions. Wow. Mm. There you go, Peyton. There's the answer to your question. Lamartinas, thank you very, very much. Thanks, We've Jay, chatted pleasure. for a long time, but I know um, I had a lot of questions and it's always fun talking to you. <laughs> Excellent. Thanks. <laughs> Don't Thanks laugh. I'll me. see I'll you do. on the basketball court. <laughs> yes, you will. <laughs> Best of luck this weekend. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Jay. At Leading Appliances, we believe in real service by real people. We've been caring for local families for generations, providing first-class service and advice on washers, dryers, vacuums, fridges and freezers, kitchen appliances, heating and cooling, TV and home entertainment and communications. Avoid the hard sell and buy from someone you trust. Leading Appliances, real service, real people. The Vale Podcast, made possible by the local people at Robin Vale Leading Appliances.